Hey, everybody. Dave Hagan here. This week, I want to talk about business Zooming. That's today on the Financial Wellness Podcast, Coronavirus Edition. Welcome to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to the financial success. Here is your host, financial problem solver and talk show host, Dave Hagan. Thank you, Nick. Welcome, everybody, to the Financial Wellness Podcast, or the TFWP, as we like to talk about it. You know, we're coming to you through this funny little program that they have called Zoom, and I thought it would be a good idea to talk about business Zooming. But that's how we put together the podcast these days. Oh, look, we got Brian Reed coming to us from Venice, California. How you doing, Brian? Hey, Dave. Doing just uh, just fine tonight. You're staying safe and sane down there? In, uh, Stay safe and sane. Nice. And from the warm climbs of San Diego, Nick Appel. How you doing, Nick? Hey, Dave. Good to be back. Yeah, good to have you here. You know, it's kind of fun just to drop you in from time to time and have you join us. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I love it. Um, you know, it's been a week since the last episode. And, you know, after a week of being in the office, I'm finally getting settled. Nice, nice. So you're working in the office. You're law clerking, huh? I am. Nice. Interesting. Yeah, you know, I love it. I've wanted to pursue employment and business law for quite some time. So it's nice to get some practical work. You're, you're in the office doing your thing. Just doing legal research all day, every day. Well, you know, that's what you do when you're you're new to the biz. You you produce the memos, you do the research, you do all the stuff that, you know, the, the lawyer doesn't have time to do. You know, it's, it's a rite of passage. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, well, so is the little quiz, the bar exam. And I'm looking forward <laughs> to talking to you about that someday too, but that's down the line. So everybody, I want to talk about Zooming, business Zooming specifically today. And with the coronavirus and everybody working at home, because this is a coronavirus edition of the TFWP, people are working at home, people are Zooming. It's kind of like the new big deal. I mean, four months ago, I had no idea what it was. And in January of this year, Zoom had 56,000 downloads per day. That's pretty good. But in February, the downloads had grown to 2.7, no, 1.7 million downloads a day. So look at that. It went up 300% in a month. And then by March, they're doing 2.1 million downloads per day. That's pretty amazing to me. Zoom is taking off, or I guess you could say, guys, Zoom is Zooming. Zoom is Zooming. And, uh, just to illustrate what it was like four months ago in the stock market, it was at $75. Today, as the market closed, it's at 210. You would have made 300% on your money. You didn't call me and tell me, Nick? Dave, I didn't know we were going to be, you know, Zooming all the time. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Zoom uh, announced earnings just recently, and their earnings were up 169% in the last quarter. And that's astounding, especially since most of the use of Zoom is free. Exactly. 
right? I mean, people are going like over a certain amount or using more than a certain number of people, um, you know, you got to pay for it, but um, a lot of it's free. So even though there's 2 million downloads a day, not a lot of those people are, are paying and they still have earnings that are like going through the roof. It's crazy. And it really went up 300%, Nick. Yep. You're killing me, Larry. You're killing me. Yeah. I mean, uh, suffice it to say, I ended up selling Zoom last week at 160 before it went up an extra 40 bucks in a week. So, you know. Uh, so you're not perfect. No, unfortunately not, Dave. Well, now Zoom's not paying us no money for uh, talking about this. So I do want to say to be, you know, f uh, fair around both sides, Microsoft's got a product too. And I think it's called Teams. Is that right? Yes, it is. Two teams, I think. But for some reason, it's not getting the same notoriety that uh, that uh, uh, Zoom has. So, And I don't use it, so we're not going to talk about it. But, you know, at least <laughs> I've done equal opportunity, right? Um, I think that even after we get through this pandemic, I think a lot of people are still going to use Zoom. It seems to me it's just too easy. There's not the driving and the traffic, less prep time, uh, sometimes... You don't have to get quite as dressed up, you know? I mean, there's a lot of people that go, oh, I did my Zoom call and I wasn't wearing pants, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. But I think it's a lot easier. And, you know, I think in, in the business context, people are using it more and more. You know, my, my wife was using it for a church council meeting and it's just so easy. Everybody dials in at a specified time. I, I think that homeowners associations are using it and I'm sure other governing bodies are using it. I think it's being used very effectively for um, teaching these days. And finally, maybe the computer era is going to have a profound effect upon, uh, you know, the, the educational business, if you will. I know that the last time that Steve Jobs sat down with Bill Gates, right before Steve Jobs died, one of the things that they talked about was the fact that they were surprised that the computer industry had not profoundly affected the educational system as much as they thought it would. And maybe Zoom is going to be the app that does that. Now, certainly Word, Word Perfect and Word Processing, and, you know, it's had a big, big impact, but maybe, maybe not as much as Zoom. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. And then in the personal context, oh my goodness, what a lot of fun. People are having happy hours by Zoom. That, that's been a blast. Have you guys done any happy hours by Zoom yet? I have. have. I've had, I mean, we're all having birthday parties via Zoom. Right. We're still in the pandemic. Yep. Small family reunions from like all over the United States. It's kind of cool. I think with the pandemic and what Zoom, I mean, because think about it, FaceTime and Skype have existed for a while already. Right. We needed the pandemic to collectively push society over the edge to go okay i'm okay with the way my face looks from this angle of a computer screen or a phone screen at least for the non-millennials you know this right. is, so now all of a sudden business is going to be changed by the pandemic the tool was always there we just weren't utilizing it right and sometimes so now, it takes a kick in the butt or something to yeah so now it's going to be yeah. think no business is going to go into their planning strategies and go, I'm not going to worry about a pandemic. And you actually raise a good point, Brian. You know, why did Skype not blow up? Like, where did Zoom? I felt like Zoom just came out of nowhere. 
and I, I don't know if Skype can hold a multi-person um, virtual um, communication. As many, but, was it was Zoom just newer and therefore newer one because of the millennials? And all right, what's the latest thing? Well, right. I think Skype was built for you know conversations, onesie, twosie, threesie conversations. Where Zoom, it was like, are you kidding? I can put twenty people on. At least that's that's been my perception of it, which but I think opens up the as well. And you can you can share your screen. You can have multiple people in the conversation. So I don't truly don't know what the difference is, but apparently Zoom won. And also. Well, it, it's completely user friendly. And I know uh, my cousin's a teacher for LA Unified and she uses Zoom. I'm in law school and they use Zoom. It seems like it's the default for education. Yeah, it really does. You know, I think it's a lot like, remember back in the day, it was like MySpace. MySpace came out first and you post stuff about yourself on the on an internet page. And Are you friends with Tom? Tom. <laughs> and it kind of fell into to disrepair, you know, and, and or or there were issues with it. And Facebook came out right after that and just grabbed all the market share. There was really a need or a desire for people to do that. And for some reason, Facebook just grabbed all that market share. And maybe because it was simple, maybe because it was a cleaner, better interface. I don't know. But they ended up getting all the business. Um, and uh, I sure I'm sure our friend Zuck is pretty happy about that. So what I want to do is I want to focus on the big business application because this is the TFWP and we want to give our listeners a, a leg up. We want to give them an advantage. We want to give them some tips today on how to use this new tool better than others so that you can be more successful in your business affairs and have a plan, a long-term plan that's going to make you more successful in terms of of where you want to be. And hey guys, check this out. There's a professor emeritus at UCLA, Albert Morabian, and he's published many books on the verbal and nonverbal kind of communications over the past, I hate to say this, almost 50 years. And I remember reading some of his stuff and coming in contact with some of his stuff many years ago, but his first book was called Silent Messages, but he's also written books called Nonverbal Communication, Eating Characteristics and Temperament. Now, that's interesting. They're going to watch how you eat and tell you about your temperament. And maybe written for Nick, Your Inner Path to Investment Success. So he's, you know, a professor emeritus. He's got to know what he's talking about. He's over at UCLA, like I said. And he came up with what's called the Moravian Theory after a whole bunch of research. And there's people out there that like to, to, to bunk his theory, but um, a lot of people embrace it. A lot of people teach it. And what he came up with basically was with communication, only 7% is what you're saying of the message. The other 93% is nonverbal. And the nonverbal component is made up of body language, 55%, and tone of voice, 38%. So it's not so much what you're saying, but how you're saying it. And that's the Moravian theory. I don't know. What do you think? 93% is nonverbal. You guys buy that? I agree with it. Um, I think people pick up on other people's vibes is what we call it. Us sure. millennials. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, someone can just tell you, Hey, I really like you, but if they're not kind of showing you that you're going to kind of think that like, is this person sincere? And then that goes back to trust. And I, I do think that nonverbal language speaks heavily to how someone is feeling and reacting in that conversation. Yeah. I mean, I believe it. I mean, maybe 93 is a little high in, you know, in my mind, but I think sure. so much of life is how you say it as opposed to what you say, you know, Brian, what do you think? You buying it? Uh, I totally buy it because guess what? I don't care what you tell me. Show me. Yeah. Show yeah. me what you're going to do. I agree. I agree. That's in your body or in your actions after the conversation. Right. Fine. But you can tell the difference between a person who's just giving you lip service and they are not engaged at all. They, you know, no, it's, there's definitely more to communication than simply the words being spoken from a mouth. Yeah. I remember one time my wife and I were out for dinner and in Hawaii and the guy presents the check and he goes, mahalo. And we both thought, hmm. what a, what a $3 bill. It almost ruined the dinner. And, you know, we were outside with the view and eating Hawaiian cuisine and, you know, something insincere really showed us that, you know, what, uh, and by the way he said it was just, it wasn't important that we were even there. It was terrible. Yeah. Totally. We kid about it to the totally day. It's incredibly important. Right. And so go ahead. Well, no, what's crazy is that when people go, I just said, you know, I appreciate you. Okay, did they actually, you know, but they went, yeah, no, I appreciate you. It's fine. Right. The way something is said matters. Yep. And then people will then hide behind the words that were said. Yeah. I said that. Yeah. Yeah. I was looking at uh, just the other day, some some protesters were face to face with the sheriff and and, um, you know, the, the protester said something and he goes, you know, I hear what you're saying, but and it's like. That, that that means you're not really hearing what they're saying. You're not you're not taking it to heart. It, so much of the comment was not made in a heartful, thoughtful way, and I, I just think it fell on deaf ears. Maybe even made the situation worse. I don't know. I don't know. So look at this. If you buy into this premise that the majority of the communication is nonverbal, then it's critical, so important that you use Zoom to communicate well, especially in the in the business environment. So I put together some tips, some things for people to think about when they're getting ready to do a business meeting. Now that's different than, that's different than a, a personal meeting, a social meeting, social meeting, put up whatever backdrop you want. You can wear whatever you want. Doesn't, doesn't really matter. You don't have to wear pants. Um, but in a business meeting, it seems to me there's a different set of rules. So number one, realize that it's a business meeting. You know, treat it as a regular meeting. Don't think of it as this is SNL, people recording stuff out of their apartments. This is a business meeting and treat it that way. And as such, don't be late. I mean, it's impossible to sneak into a, a Zoom meeting. It always gets noticed. When you have an in-person meeting, sometimes you can sneak in the back and sit in the back row. But with with Zoom, it's it's impossible. You know, in fact, Get there early when the invitation comes out. Um, get there early, and it gives you a chance to informally chat with 
other people that are that are showing up. And what a rare opportunity to have some informal conversation with other people that are in the meeting. So get there early, respond to the invite right away. Get your, you know, get your headset on or you get your mic ready or do whatever you're going to do and get there early and certainly don't show up late. You know, with a business meeting, dress correctly. You know, they say that in a business context, you should try and dress 10% better than everyone else in the meeting. And the same should be true with others on the call. You got an old shirt, a t-shirt, it's got a hole in it and stuff. You're not going to, you're not going to be taken seriously because the visual, which we've said is 93%, at least according to Professor Moravian, isn't going to be taken seriously. You know, something I like to say is wear pants. If you don't wear pants, you can't get up. And if you can't get up, it creates a psychological insecurity and that could bleed through into your, into your presentation on the, on the zoom call. So, you know, if it's, if it's a, a, a meeting that requires a suit, wear a suit. Um, if it's, you know, uh, something that's a little more casual, be a little more casual, but dress 10% better than everybody else. It's important. You know, remember that um, you should be on a high def camera. And I'm going to talk about high def cameras in just a minute, but you know, shave for guys, hopefully not for gals, for guys, shave, unless you're in an industry where it's not cool to, you know, comb your hair, brush your teeth, um, you know, put on some makeup if, if that's what you usually do. But remember your, your face, your head, your shoulders are going to be part of your presentation. And it's as important as anything that you're saying. So be ready for that. Um, another thing in a business meeting, look into the camera. If you're looking off to the side, a lot of people say it makes you look, you know, shifty or disinterested. Um, one of the things that I find real interesting with the software that they're using in classes is they can superimpose another software on top of it. So that the student's eyes have to look into the camera. And if you have too many situations where your eyes drop off the camera, it notifies the prof. A little ding, ding, ding. And they go, oh, man, you're not getting credit for showing up today. So, you know, don't eat. Don't do all the other stuff um, because people are looking and the visual portion of that component is appropriate. Just smile where, where appropriate. You don't have to be so serious and, and participate. Make sure you make a point to participate. Uh, you don't need to dominate the conversation, but participate. Be part of that conversation because that's the way you're presenting yourself um, to the you know, to the group. I remember in law school, a guy, he would, he only showed up like every five days to the class. But the day that he was there, he made sure that he asked a question. I said, what, if you're so into the class, why don't you show up every, every day? And he goes, no, no, when I get the participation grade, I just want to make sure that the prof recognizes me. So the days I'm there, um, you know, I make sure and ask a question and hope that he just doesn't miss me the other days. I thought that was kind of a, a lazy way to, to do law school, but, uh, you know, that was, that was part of his strategy back in the day. So first and foremost, recognize that it's a business meeting and make sure that the visual presentation is, is good. Um, you guys had ever had any bad experiences with a business meeting and a bad visual going on? Not personally, but yeah. I do know that I had my, um, for the job that I currently have, I had a zoom interview mm -hmm. and I made, I made sure that I was, I had a suit on mm -hmm. and, you know, shaved, just sure. looked like I would during a normal interview. Right. And I would just say, when you're on Zoom, just pretend 
like it's any other day that you're going to meet someone. I know a guy that was in a in a business Zoom meeting and he and he just didn't think it through that you know everybody was watching and apparently um, his dog was in the same meeting or in the same room and so they they heard everyone heard the dog snoring in the background <laughs> and, and then there was a portion where I guess the dog had, had broken wind so everybody sees him get up out of his seat go over to the window open the window and try and wave it on out and it's like, yeah, I mean, that's not helping you in a business meeting, friend. You know, you've got to remember it's a business context. It's actually really funny because, um, you know, in law school, they practice the Socratic method. Uh-huh. And so during a, a Zoom class, uh, a student was on call to answer all the questions. Mm-hmm. And at the very end, he forgot to put his Zoom on mute. Mm-hmm. And so for the f- last five minutes of class, Everyone in the class could hear him playing his PlayStation game and cussing at the TV to the point that the professor had to kick him out of class or kick him off the Zoom. Wow, how things change, how technology makes things spicy. But yeah, you got to realize that. And, and, you know, a lot of people say, look, when you're not talking, put put the Zoom call on mute. And I think that's a good idea because... Um, you know, everyone on the call can't hear the anything that's coming on in your background. But the problem is, if you need to jump in and cut somebody off or jump in or get your two cents in, and you do it quickly, and you forget to unmute, you you basically, you know, put a mask on, you've taken yourself out of that context. So, all right, how about number two, set up a mini studio in your home. I think this is important, because it's part of the visual message, you know, find a Find a quiet place somewhere where someone's not going to bother you, where people aren't going to ring the doorbell or, you know, you're going to have the dog come in and do that kind of stuff. Um, set your, your computer up. And most people do, do the Zoom on a, on a laptop. Set it up at eye level. Set it up on a box so that that camera is looking you directly in the eye. Don't look down at your computer. If it's too low, it means people are going to be looking at you up through your nose. And that's probably not a good thing. And it'll also make you look like, you know, a thumb. So don't do that. Make sure that you put it up on a box, that it's looking at you straight on and that you're looking into the camera. Now, here's an important tip. The light for your video should be behind your camera. Otherwise, you're going to appear dark or a shadow. So get a lamp, put it behind your laptop, And that way it will light up your face. Don't have any light behind your head because it creates shadows and the computer gets confused. A lot of people are using a light ring. Have you guys seen a light ring yet? I have. Yeah, it's just like a fluorescent ring and you you put it up behind your your computer. I noticed that when I watch SNL that um, a lot of them are using light rings because I see it bouncing off their eyes when they do their video. Not professional quality video, but I guess that's part of the whole reason for SNL at home. But you see that light ring kind of glowing in their eyes. So you've got to get that light ring going. You want to have it diffused light. And to keep it from bouncing off your eyes, maybe you move it off to the side just a little bit, but behind your camera. And it creates, this way it it makes it so that your face is going to have a lot of light on it and the light's not going to be coming from behind you know never never light from above 
because the lighting from above creates shadows under your eyes. It makes you look tired and, and sleepy. Just a couple of tips. You know, you can get a light ring for 49 bucks on the internet. So to look better and be more powerful, be more successful in a Zoom context, $49, I'll do that any day. Um, get a simple backdrop. You know, I not not Las Vegas. I, I did a um, a radio show last week and I you know I was trying to be cool and trendy and I had some some um, backdrops that I had downloaded from the Vegas Convention Authority. So pictures of the Bellagio fountain or a discotheque or I don't know what else. And I was kind of playing around with that. And then I thought, you know, they're recording this video for YouTube and that's probably too much business, too much busyness going on in the background. I wish I'd done that a little bit differently. Even a bookcase, I think, um, is a little too distracting because a lot of times with the bookcase, there's a lot of stuff going on. I think just a simple wall, simple pattern, a brick wall, white wall, something like that um, is, a, is a nice, easy way to, to do it. You know, another thing with the, with the audio, uh, choose a soft sounding room that doesn't have a lot of echo in it. A room with curtains and carpets is usually a little better. I know people who, who have draped towels or, or pillows around their, their laptop. Um, it softens up the sound a little bit, makes it, makes it a little bit easier. Um, how about this? Make sure that you don't have interruptions. You know, make sure that your phones and all that stuff are on do not disturb. Turn it all off. Make sure that it's not going to happen. Um, you don't need the dog making some noise. So drug the dog. No, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> come on, Dave. You, come on. Give the dog a big old bone, bone to chew on, you know, let them go out in the other room and, and work on a bone. Um, you know, I used to say, hey, send the kids to a movie, but you can't really do that anymore because we're still kind of isolated. But make sure that you're going to have a, a quiet circumstance um, so that you're not going to be interrupted. We've all seen these videos of someone's having a very important business conversation. Their kids come running in and daddy, daddy, or mommy, mommy. Um, not cool. Doesn't help you with your, your professional IQ. Um, don't sit too close to the camera. Make sure the camera's getting your head and your shoulders. Yeah, Brian's like looking right into the video feed right now. Um, Brian, always the, always the comedian of the group, you know. Um, but don't look, don't get too close. Don't lead too far in. All of these things you can do and look at before the call begins because you can, you can hit the, um, the portion where it says, get ready for your call. It's going to show you what that feed looks like. It'll give you a chance to adjust the frame. It'll give you a chance to make sure you're not leaning in. It'll make sure that the sound is good, um, et cetera, et cetera. So just click on new meeting and, the, and your picture will come up. You can do a little tech check and make sure that you're making a, you know, a really good presentation. Did any of you guys have any idea about any of this? I mean, some, but, you know, I, I, I just feel that it's common sense almost. Oh, I thought you were going to say you, you get by on good looks. And I was going to say, well, you're oh. assuming facts and evidence, not in oh, evidence. Dave, the compliment, <laughs> keep them coming. Um, no, I, 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 you know, I, I've used zoom for pretty much a business related matter. And, um, you know, with some adjusting and, noticing whether the light looks better in front of the camera and back of the camera not to have anything disturbing and, you know, go in a place to where, you know, things don't distract you. I, I think those are all really good points. Yeah. I mean, I, I really hadn't thought through any of this stuff as recently as like 90 days ago. 
And now as we're doing more things on Zoom and da, 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 it occurred to me, hey, I better, I better think about this. I better check into this. I, you know, where can I get a light ring or where can I find the appropriate? I mean, I never thought of this, but well, I think it's it, important. It is a new world. And, you know, part of it is a little bit sad because your home before was your home. Yeah. It was, it was your sanctuary. No one was going to see it unless you invited them in. Mm-hmm. Never be expected for you to let someone into your house. Yeah. Now, the downside of the, you know, virtual meetings, the good, you know, the upside is great. You don't have to travel. People are more willing to go. We, yeah, we can pretty much accomplish everything that we were doing by traveling, but now we're just not going to travel and we're going to trust each other yeah. and close deals virtually. I've talked to plenty of friends that are in sales and they're going, look, we're doing this. Uh, life is going on. Business is still happening. Commerce is happening. It's happening via Zoom or FaceTime or Skype or Teams. And people are looking, Dave, like you said, they're not looking at their computer screen when they're talking. They're looking directly in the camera because they're trying to create that same relationship. Emotional connection. Exactly. Yeah, the yeah. person that they're talking to mm-hmm. when they're 3,000 miles away, maybe. But the downside is everything that you said. There's things, you know, the same ways that you want to make sure that you've got a well-fitted suit. Well, make sure you got good lighting. This is just, you know, the bare minimum of I have a resume, I come in, my hair is combed, I'm wearing a suit. The bare minimum is now going to be, did you at least figure out something to, you know, fake it at your house so you can have a Zoom meeting or a FaceTime or something where your background is visible? Um makes a big difference yeah it's it's a new it's a new minimum bar is being established right now that none of us have any idea right about where it's going to go and the fact that most people aren't thinking about this i think is great because it means those of us that are 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 going to do better at business the tfwp listeners are going to do better business because they're looking and thinking about these kinds of things. It's a, it's an advantage. Why not take advantage of the advantage, if you will, and, and use it to your benefit. I mean, who wouldn't, right? Look, you don't want your brilliant ideas being lost because they can't hear you or they can't see you. Yeah. And those are elements that can be controlled. Your environment can be controlled. Your backlighting, your lighting, your audio, all that stuff can be controlled. Makes a big difference. Yeah. And I would also say that making this full circle, especially when you're engaging in virtual meetings or virtual connection, your nonverbal language is so important. Like if I'm looking off to the side while I'm speaking to you guys, I'm sure you guys are going to wonder what's Nick doing? What's Nick looking at? It's distracting. Very distracting, especially yeah. in a business meeting where everyone's supposed to be professional. Right. I, I think uh, I think it's definitely something to very much consider. Right. 
Absolutely. Well, let's talk about the tech stuff for a minute, because you all know I love the the tech stuff. Tech stuff, but fortunately, it's not it's not too complicated. You know, um, you can do a you can do a Zoom on your desktop. You can do a Zoom on your laptop, which I think most people are using. Um, I'm using a, a PC. I think you guys use Apple products. Um, you can do it on an iPad. You can do it on an iPhone. So I mean, really, you could you could do a business call on your phone sitting at the beach. It's just that. It wouldn't look too professional, but check this out. Unless that's what you're selling. Well, that's true. Or if you had a cardboard cutout of yourself from your neck down with a suit, you could be like hanging out behind that cardboard cutout and be in a business meeting and be at, uh, you know, Santa Monica Beach. Till you hear I someone may, in may the- not have done that. I will not confirm. <laughs> till, till they hear someone in the background yell, surf's up, dude, let's go. Fish on, <laughs> fish on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, technical stuff, get a high definition camera. You absolutely need a high definition camera. It looks better. Clear looks professional, fuzzy looks unkept. I was on a call with a number of people just a couple of weeks ago and one of the fellas had a, an old camera at home and it was fuzzy and you couldn't tell whether he'd shaved or whether he'd combed his hair so much. And it did not help his presentation so much. So get a high definition camera. A lot of the cam uh, laptops that you buy uh, and a lot of the Apple products have real nice cameras in them these days. But make sure that your camera is high def. Use an auxiliary camera if you have to that sits on top of the screen. You just plug it into the USB port. Um, you know, a recommendation that I might have is a Logitech C920S. Check it out. Write it down. Logitech. C920S, it's about a hundred bucks, but it's worth it. What's a hundred bucks if you're doing business calls? Now, this particular camera is hard to find these days because it's all sold out because people are catching on. But an, an auxiliary camera sits on the top of your screen. It just like sits on the top and you plug it into the, the USB. You know, check it out. You got to have a high definition camera. What about a mic? You know, I use a Yeti, uh, a Yeti mic, and it sits on the desktop. It's 129 bucks. It gives really good, deep voice tones. We use these Yetis all around here for the, for the podcast, but eh, it's not as important. Not as important as the high-def camera. Um, not as important as the backdrop. Not as important as some of the other things. Uh, what about a headset? I don't know that that's that important. Um, we use them here on the podcast. I don't know that that's important. Over the ear is a good headset to have, but I don't know. I don't think it's that necessary. And I think it cuts into your visual image. I think it distracts other people looking at you, especially for, for business meetings. You guys got any thoughts on that? I think for now it does. However, I think this is going to be the new norm and a headset is going to mean I care about what my, whoever I am meeting with, yep. care about what they say. Right. And I want to make sure I can hear them. Mm -hmm. I so, wholly agree with that. Sorry, Brian, go ahead. Oh yeah. So if I can eliminate ambient noise or anything else by having uh, by having headphones on. Yeah. I think that will become the new norm. It's going to be like no one, no one would bat an eye thinking about, Hey, I'm talking on my cell phone right now. So yeah, this visual of me with my ear, my, you know, my hand up to my ear mm -hmm. means nothing to you guys because you're used to it. It's normal. 
Hi, Dave. You have your cans on right now. I think mm-hmm. that's going to be the new normal. The new normal. Or Nick is rocking a pair of iPods for this podcast today. So he's he's getting voice right in his ear, but you you don't hardly ever you don't hardly see it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I think AirPods are definitely a great solution, especially if you have the funds for it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in addition, piggyback, piggybacking off what Brian said, and going back to my interview example, the way you prepare for an interview is going to show great effort. Same, same thing with a business meeting. You want to look clear to whoever's yeah. looking at you. You want to sound clear mm-hmm. to whoever's listening to you. I, I think it's a great move, and it's only going to help your personal success. Yeah. No, I agree. No, I agree. Here's a great tip. This is on the software side of things. When you go into Zoom, uh, you go to video settings and you can click a button that says touch up my appearance. And it's like having some, you know, it's like having some makeup applied. What it does is it softens out some of the lines on your face, basically. So it makes you look a little younger, a little more well rested. But whoa, if you, whoa, 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 whoa. Who has yeah. lines on their face? I don't. Okay. Well, well I, I don't either. But I, I thought you were gonna. Yeah. Well, yeah I think I it's know. fair to say that Dave has some experience doing this touch up. <laughs> oh, you guys are killing me now. I mean, Nick wouldn't have to worry about that because he's like the millennial of the crew. But uh, oh my, oh my goodness! In law school, I have two Nordstrom bags under my eyes. <laughs> but if you can go click a button and look a little younger, I'm digging it. So check it out. It's a software enhancement that's built into built into Zoom. All these little things to think about, look at, check out to get your best presentation over these business meetings. So the pearls of wisdom, the things that you have to say are heard because so much of your message is, is nonverbal, you know? So again, to, to, to kind of wrap up a little bit, you know, Zoom is dramatically changing the way that we do business. Um, it's, blowing up in terms of stock price. It's blowing up in terms of earnings. It's blowing up in terms of use. And I think that as more and more people do things on Zoom, it's important how to use that tool better, you know, set up a mini studio with proper lighting and the right kind of camera angles and the right kind of high definition camera, set that up. There's no reason not to take advantage of the fact that 93% of your communication is non-verbal. Master these issues and you will be a more effective business participant and successful business person. Well, look at, look at the time, guys. I think that's, I think that's enough for, for this week. We'll, we'll take the email that we were going to talk about and pass that off to next week. Brian, I think you showed me a really interesting email that, talked about how to deal with the the boredom of of being at home and doing business at home. And let's save that for next week because I think we could spend a lot of time talking about that. All right, I think that's enough uh, uh, for today. Thank you, uh, Nick, for coming to us from San Diego. Thank you very much, Dave. Until to, next week. Good to have you. And always be read a pleasure, Venice, California. Love you, buddy. Talk next week. Appreciate you being here. You know, to all our listeners, because this is a coronavirus edition, remember, do the social D to avoid the Corona V. This is Dave Hagan.
And you've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast. You've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. If you have a question that you would like Dave to answer on the podcast, go to thefinancialwellnesspodcast.com. You can leave an audio message with one click of a button or type your message into the question box. Either way, it's sent right to Dave's phone. Remember, Dave will randomly draw from the submitted questions and pick the winner of a free one-hour personal conversation with Dave to help you achieve your financial goals. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you receive the new episode notifications or share the podcast via the app with your family and friends. This is your announcer, Nick Appel, wishing you every financial success.